Hello and welcome to. Uh, <laughs> I nearly said a different podcast there. Uh, hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. I'm Bruce Paul. I'm here in the UK. I have been away. We'll talk about that later. And I'm joined. She's also been away and is back in her temporary location. It's Felicia Jones. Hey, how how was the weekend, Paul? Uh, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. The south, of, the south of France is nice. Um, I went to Nice, which everyone goes, oh, that's nice. <sighs> yeah. Um, yes, we, could, we can talk about some of my experiences later on um, as it got me really uh-huh. thinking. But it was... It was good. To, it was good to get away. It was hot. That's good. Yeah. Okay. It was, you like hot? I like hot. Um, it was. I had a nice hotel. Um, I liked. I liked the area. I. I mean, I could live. I could live there. If that's if that's a good um, indicator of how I felt, I could live there. All right. So we're going to talk about your solo trip. And when was the last time you did a solo trip? Has it been a while? Well, I I think we were trying to think about this. I don't think I ever have. Not not properly. Not I've been to places where it's for work and then I've gone and extended the trip and looked around. But I don't think I've ever really just sort of gone somewhere on my own to be on holiday okay. and to experience it on my own. Okay. I've done it many times. I, I enjoy it. Okay. I mean, I've done plenty of solo trips, so... I I I enjoy them because I like the I like the ability just to walk around and just observe things and it and I'm pretty certain you've had this experience it gives you plenty of time to think about life and the decisions Ooh, you're gonna yes. make so I'm Ooh, pretty sure yes. you have some of those so I'm excited about that so we're gonna talk about all those things is there anything interesting going on in the UK do you do you um, even know what's going on in the UK. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, I do actually, it, I mean, this weekend just gone has been all about the Women's World Cup, which ah, you know, get your, okay. get your bingo card out because on there was England winning the Women's World Cup. They did not win the Women's World Cup, um, which is sad. It, I, I watched it in Nice Airport and um, that was fun. That was fun because there were lots of okay. people trying to watch it as well. So that was, that was uh, interesting. Um, but okay. the there's a couple of things a couple of things to do with this story. One is there's criticism of Rishi Sunak and <laughs> Prince William, who is the head of the Football Association, for not going to Sydney to watch the final when the Queen of Wait Spain went to watch the final. Prince William is the head of the Football Association. Yes. I mean, he's the, does he's the president he of the interest? Football Association. Yeah. He's I mean, a big football, he just, big football fan. Okay. I didn't know if he just got that. They just gave it to him because that's just what royal people do. Okay. Well, yes. But yes. he should have I mean, been there. It, 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 it wasn't like he did an interview for the job and got the job. You know, it was one of those things oh, where yeah, they course. just made, made him president, right? But um, he is a big football fan. And apparently, this is what I heard anyway, uh, the, the reason is protocol. Um, well, this is, so there's two theories actually one is the reason is protocol so the king has not yet been mm-hmm. to australia since he's become monarch and so oh, none God. of the other royal family can go before him Seriously? because he is the head 
well, he's the head of state of Australia. So that was one thing. Whether oh that's gosh. true or not, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty stupid. Um, the other one, though, is that Prince William is a big advocate for, um, you know, helping to stop climate change. And another thing that I heard was is that it, it wasn't going to be a good look if he jumps on a plane to go to Sydney for 24 hours and then comes back on a plane because it is literally halfway around the world. Oh, or maybe his wife just doesn't trust him to be by himself. Yeah, well, and here's so here's a sub story to to this. So yes, there's Uh been criticism. Rishi Sunak has put his foot in it in terms of uh, saying that they, you know, it's a shame that they didn't win. They left nothing on the pitch, which what he should have said was they left everything on the pitch. So he's like Mm -hmm. put his foot in it. Another example of him not being relatable whatsoever. Um, Okay, (laughs) but uh, he. So Prince William sent a good luck message with Princess Charlotte with him. And Rishi mm-hmm. Sunak was talking about how, uh, you know, they've inspired his daughter. And something I thought was really interesting was somebody saying, isn't it interesting how um, men have to be happy for women or supportive of women through the lens of another woman? Why can't they just be happy or supportive of the women without having to say, oh, for my daughter? I thought that was very interesting. Um, I actually saw a whole um, little series. This is the one time I watched TikTok. And it, was, it wasn't about this, but it was about men and their relationships with their children and things like that and um, relationships with the women in their lives and Basically, you know, because people always talk about, you know, single moms are the cause of all the problems in the world. And this guy was like, technically, when men get divorced and get a new wife, they usually forget their kids and they forget everything else because they don't like the woman anymore. Because it's like out of sight, out of mind. I don't think about this woman and everything that comes with this woman. So I get new woman, new children, and everybody's happy. So I don't, I mean, this kind of makes sense to me then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it does, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I thought, I thought, that's a whole thought different, that was That's a whole different show. <laughs> it is. It is. That's, but that's, yeah. that's the only thing that's really been um, going on as far as I can see. Um, I don't know about mm-hmm. over there. What's going on over there? Are you, are you I, in touch with moving away? Tell us a little bit about that. I have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah. And Twitter X <laughs> is just weird now. So I don't even know keep up. So I haven't been online or anything all weekend. I went to Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas, for a girls weekend with um, three young ladies that I used to be on a dance team with. And mm-hmm. um, it involved a lot of um, gummies, um, Tito's, vodka, and eating way too many snacks. And I experienced firsthand... You know, I told you a week before I went camping and all the parents had snacks. So I experienced firsthand two of my friends have kids and they had airplane snacks. So one said, of somebody course. said, oh, I'm kind of hungry. And they pulled out <laughs> Cheetos, Cheeto puffs, banana, uh-huh. granola. It's like, wh- where did you put all of this? It's like the endless purse of snacks. So that was interesting. And I had a lot of snacks that I would never, ever eat in my entire life. A lot of people feed their kids crappy food. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or kids yeah, just like crappy food. So they they do. Oh yeah. That so, was before yeah. sorry, carry on. 
Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Go ahead. But it's just something that came came to mind when you talk about snacks and parents, right? And it also relates to mm-hmm. planes, which we want to get on because you've got, you know, I want to hear about your plane experience. I was on a plane as well. I have decided that if you really must have children, and I think one should question whether or not it's a good idea anyway, right? And this comes from someone that has children, but like if you're going to have kids, have them young. Have them young because the amount of families that I saw at the weekend in the <laughs> airport where the parents are slightly older, particularly the, the men, older men uh-huh. cannot deal with toddlers. Older men can wow. only talk to toddlers like there are their team members of staff having an appraisal. <laughs> they that's, pull out goals charts and things like that. <laughs> yeah, they were like giving verbal warnings and they were trying to rationalize why, you know, you couldn't take a picture of the plane with the iPad and why it was the, you know, the last time this and why this wasn't good enough. And I was like, you are trying to, you're using a 40 odd year old's vocabulary to a four year old <laughs> who just wants to take a picture of a freaking plane. Just let the child take a picture I with know. his iPad. That's all he wants to do. Do that. And then he's going to like leave you alone. Just start trying to rationalize. It can't, it doesn't work. And so I decided that, you know, a younger parent would just go, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, do that. So if you're going to have kids, yeah. have them young. And I know that not everyone can have kids young or have kids at all. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to kind of make any yeah. kind of sense of that. But but if you've got the choice or you're thinking about it, just go for it now. Go for it young, um, <laughs> get it get it done, and then you're just not old and bitter by the time, um, you know. They, you can have a rationalized, <laughs> rational conversation with them when they're able to have one back to you. Is what I'm, what I'm saying. But yeah, that, that was my plane yeah. experience. Tell us about your your further experiences on the plane. Then, if you've got snacks, that's good. What else is going on in the plane? Um, on the plane, no no drama. I had just a three and a half hour flight from Seattle to Kansas City. Um, no, no issues. I had a middle seat, went to sleep, got there, met up with the friends, but on the way back, things got a little bit more interesting. I like to say that I sat next to deathbed Deborah because (laughs) deathbed Deborah got on the plane without a mask and was hacking up all the stuff in her throat. So usually, you know, you hear the dry cough that (laughs) she had the, the, the cough that lingered <clears throat> you know clearing the throat she had sniffles do it again do it again it, do it again. was <laughs> disgusting <laughs> you know the <clears throat> <clears throat> you know it's all wet and then <clears throat> you know the cough that lasts forever that was three and a half hours of like oh my god thank god i wore a mask because this chick is disgusting. <laughs> and and I I have, you know, I used to fly a lot and people have always recommended that you cover yourself up or wear a mask. But, you know, we were all trying to be too cute to wear a mask on an airplane. After the pandemic, you know, even though it's probably still going on, I will never not get on an airplane without a mask because it is germ fest central. And then when you're sitting right next to it, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is gross. And she got worse as the flight went on. Oh, uh, mm. I even offered her medicine. <laughs> That's how bad it I was like, girl, I got I got some Theraflu or something because you killing uh-huh. me right now. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I took a COVID test. Hopefully mm-hmm. the mask did its thing. And and I, I did the mask and I covered myself with a scarf and leaned away from her as much as I could. It was gross. Uh, so that was my experience on the plane. Um, got back into Seattle. Because there's a lot of traffic, Dustin didn't want to drive to pick me up. So he put me on a bus and met me at a, <laughs> another train station. So I was like, wow, that's so much wow. love. Because he was like, it'll take me two hours to get there. Why don't you get on a bus? I'm like, okay, fine. I had to go How find the a bus. bus. How was the bus? Uh, uh, the bus was actually okay. It was fine. Was it a Greyhound? What sort of bus was it? Um, no, it was an express bus from to, uh, from Seattle. They call it SeaTac Airport to Tacoma, uh, to, to the Tacoma station, rail station. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it was actually pretty quick. It took about 30, 40 minutes, no issues, just probably a couple of stops and that was it. So, and he came to pick me up and came home and I went to bed because I needed all the sleep. Um, <laughs> I, we all woke up at 4 a.m. Well, we woke, I woke up at 3 a.m. and left with them to, to get to the airport at 4 a.m. Uh, Kansas City is so humid. It was 84 degrees at 4 a.m. with like 95% humidity. It was oppressive. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I won't be going back there anytime soon. But it was cool. It was cool. It was great to see him. I hadn't seen him in seven years. Um, We've been Marco Poloing for years now. So we said we were going to do this. And so we have decided that we're going to do this once a year, but we're going to go to like random cities in the united states not like you know miami or la we're going to go to places like detroit pittsburgh cleveland so our next trip is detroit michigan Detroit. so that's where we're going Mm, that's where they make cars right so they did make cars there a long time ago (laughs) yeah they did i think they did motown motown comes from detroit doesn't it Motown, Eminem comes from Detroit. Nobody stays in Detroit, though. Uh, Detroit is one of those, it's like a ghost city to some degree in that it's so much corruption in the politics. But when the car manufacturers moved outside of the city, it just gutted the entire city. So so it's it's a place that people are trying to revitalize. And what I've learned from like some of these old cities, and you guys know the old cities that were textiles or steel mills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. kind of like foodie places because uh, chefs can open up restaurants fairly cheaply. So Kansas city is like the hotbed of the union railroad here uh, in the right. United States. Uh-huh. And, but it's a foodie town It's so much food um, everywhere. Great Vietnamese food, great Thai food, um, great barbecue. If you like the barbecue stuff. So it was a cool place. And we went to, some really neat places. So um, for everyone listening to the show, I my friends forced me to watch this documentary film called The Queen of Versailles. So that is going to be everyone's homework because um, I watched that. Now, m- my husband says that I thought it was funny because I was induced by having a gummy, uh, which is uh, THC, I think, weed or whatever. I don't think I was influenced by it. So I'm going to watch it sans gummy. To see if it was yeah. still hilarious, but it's a weird documentary. Um, Paul is going to watch it. So, as mm-hmm. a listenership, go and watch The Queen of Versailles, and then we will discuss. 
Yes, we will discuss. We will discuss. I think um, so, yes. well, that brings us on to the, um, our main topic, really, because obviously this Queen of Versailles, they're exceedingly yeah. wealthy. And as part of my trip to southeast France, I went to Nice and then uh, not far along the coast is the city-state of Monaco, which is the second smallest mm. uh, state in the world. And which is the smallest, Felicia? Uh, Vatican City. Yes. Vatican City, the Holy See. Yes, that's right. So, yes. um, but See, actually, the, the well done. <laughs> Ding! The, uh, the, the, the <laughs> density of the population in, in Monaco is really something else because it's just on the side of a cliff. It's about five kilometers yes. long. And um, beautiful. You don't. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and so so this is the thing, right? This is the thing. So I went and, uh, you know, we've all seen it on Formula One and we know that that's where yeah. rich people live and where all the Formula One drivers live and anyone who needs yeah. to not pay as much tax, well, not, not, not doesn't need to pay, doesn't want to pay tax. And that's, that's let's call it for what it yes. is. They don't want <laughs> yes, to pay people tax. Who- Yes, <laughs> they're dodging. <laughs> yes, so they so they live there because in Monaco you don't pay income tax. Now you do mm. pay some tax. You pay uh, taxes towards the state of Monaco, and that's what pays for things yeah. like the beautiful sidewalks, the beautiful trash mm-hmm. cans, right? Because they they like even the rubbish bins are trash like, cans beautiful. are pretty. Yeah, they're, wow. they're they're pretty. Did you get yeah. pictures? Yes, and okay, it's, it's it's not it's not like amazing. It's just that they have like little flourishes on them. It, super is super it, super is the city clean. clean. Is Monaco clean? Yeah, super super clean. Um, the the I went to the palace, and what I learned from the tour of the palace was that uh, mm. the Grimaldi family, who is the uh, reigning monarchy in Monaco, mm-hmm. basically about 700 years ago, just decided to take it. Just like, this is ours now, <laughs> we're the royal yep. family, right? <laughs> Which is kind of a common European royal story. Um, but they were like, yeah. this is ours now, and so we yep. own it, and so we're now like the royal family, and, you know, bow down peasants right so uh basically the lesson there is uh stealing is good and steal other people's money and then that'll (laughs) make you very wealthy and then you've just got to hang on to it really so i learned a lot about that i learned quite a bit about the royal family i feel like the grimaldi's could now become my new obsession because i did spend quite a bit of time after going on this palace tour like looking up the family because there's the whole like grace kelly thing and how did she die? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in a car crash, and I, I, I found her grave in the um, cathedral Ooh, and looked right. at that, and I know a bit weird, isn't it? Um, but and then there's the whole like illegitimate children of like Prince Albert and his his denials until <laughs> like you know he had his own legitimate children, and then all this kind of stuff. Anyway, so so basically, um, what I learned was that Prince Rainier the previous monarch um decided to reform monaco and make it a tax haven to attract okay wealthy people right so so that was all his his doing so like i say it's beautiful it's clean 
Goal accomplished, absolutely. Um, like even the, the the police look fancy, right? There's very little crime in Monaco, wow. but there there are police there, and the police force look, wow. look fancy. And there's a little there's a little army that guard the palace and things um, <laughs> like like that. Uh, they look cute, but yeah. They yeah they look cute. They're all in white, and you know they've got like headdress and stuff like. I mean, I get that. You know, I'm British. You know, you know, we do that kind that kind of thing. So anyway, very very yeah. beautiful, very uh, very very nice. But you look at it and go, oh yes, it's it's gorgeous. And then you look down into the harbor, and all you see mm-hmm. are super yachts, like. Okay. Big yacht. Yeah. Like I did have a favorite yacht. I'll be honest. I did have a favorite oh, yacht. Okay. Yeah, it was a black and grey yacht, which sort of stands out from the normal white that a lot of people do. But <laughs> all of the um flags on the boats, like where they're registered or you know where they're from. Uh-huh. The UK or Malta. Yeah. Right. Okay. Didn't see many French or Monegasque ones. Uh mainly British, basically, British people, rich British people yeah. escaping yep. um, to go and live in a tax-free um, place. And there were like, you know, there was there were the posh shops like Louis Vuitton and Chanel and all of that kind of, of course. kind of stuff. Of course, right? Yeah, those are so typical um, nowadays. So the question is, like, when did it hit you that? Because, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about super wealthy people or super wealth. But like, when did it hit you? Because I got your message and it, you just said, I or think you said there's a lot of wealth here. And I asked, were you in the marina? <laughs> because mm. uh, every time I go to the Miami boat show, there's a section of the boat show for super yachts. So there's yachts and then there's super yachts. And you just walk down these these this row, and you're just like, oh my gosh! Like it's like you've heard of rich people, you know, rich people live, you know. But when you see these things, it's just like this is real. And there's a lot of rich people, not the the three or four that we always see on TV, but there's a lot of money in this world, and it's a lot yes. of ridiculous money because the things at the boat show. For those of you who don't know, when you go to a boat show. The, it's not like going to a car lot where you see unsold cars. All of the boats at the boat show are owned by someone. They are just loaned out to whoever's selling anything or to the boat show for people to make appointments to kind of see what they want. So every last item at this at these shows are owned and privately owned. So it is absolutely nuts when you just see it. So my assumption is when you walk by the marina, you just probably get slapped in the face with the fact that there's wealth and then there is a lot of people with this wealth. <laughs> I think that's so, a really good analogy, actually. Yeah. So it it wasn't so much the marina as the as the whole place, frankly. Ah. Like, okay. like you know, just 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 everything, just like the the apartments. And like I say, the streets and the the manicured uh, sort of topiary and 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 things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it it was genuinely exceptional. But the thing that yeah. struck me more than anything, and I, I I wasn't expecting this to be fair. I wasn't expecting to feel like this because I went thinking, you know, I went and I dressed up for the day, and I was like, I'm just going to like pretend that I lived there and like act 
as though, you know, I'm there and, you know, why should I not yeah. like live in abundance and all this kind of stuff? But actually, I my biggest feeling was a feeling of extreme injustice um, with the situation Ooh. because all, all I could think of was literally just across the water, the other side of the Mediterranean is mm-hmm. places like Tunisia, Libya, yeah. Algeria, places that do not have this wealth and actually, you know, are at the opposite ends in, in, in some cases. And yeah, that just felt really unfair to, to, to me. And so I was there thinking, well, I sort of went there thinking, well, I could, I could do a bit of this. I could have a little bit of this wealth. And I was like, yes, this is mm-hmm. what maybe I could aspire to be because I own a business and, you know, I want that to be successful and I want to be successful and da, 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 da. And maybe this is what could, could happen. Um, and then I sort of thought, well, actually, I want what they have. And the the, the yeah. people putting their lives in danger, coming across in boats, which, you know, stop the boats, remember, um, even those that are pure economic migrants, the people who, mm-hmm. who maybe aren't escaping violence or death or anything like that, but just want to come over to work or to get a better life, there is no yeah. difference in terms of what they want to what I want and what these people have. Yeah. And so yeah. the, apart from the whole injustice of it all, I actually thought, well, there's not really that much difference between me and these economic migrants. Now, I would have said that anyway, right? Because I'm yeah, left of center. But <laughs> but it really it really did stand out that there is a chasm between these extremely wealthy people and me and these migrants and the the gap between me and the migrants is not actually that much. Uh, I think the the gap between you and the migrants may be pretty big too. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't. I don't mean to kind of minim, uh, minimize that. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying is the gap between, say, me and and people trying to come across, is not yeah. as big as the difference between me and these extremely wealthy people because that gap is absolutely phenomenal, obscene. Is it? Is I mean, it's a, it's so fascinating. Like I've been around. You know, you be around rich people you've seen people with money and you go see like, Oh, these are like where the rich people live in their houses. But every now and then when you are in a place where the wealth, like I would, I have never used these words before, you know, when I went to like the boat show and things like that, like this is obscene amounts of wealth. And I don't use that word often to describe people because I'm not a hater. You know what? I'm not hating on your game. Go make your money. This is what, you, I guess you're supposed to do, and this is what people want to do. But when you are in those situations where you, you know, I, I you go to a boat show, you see the yachts, and you can see how people who do have some money, uh, the top twenty percent, can go and buy some of these things. But when you turn that row, and it's just like, okay, we just went from okay, some wealthy people bought a boat to this is obscene. And um, I've only mm-hmm. been through one neighborhood, and I think I told you about it, Santa Rosa Beach in florida that was obscene too uh so my assumption is that if i put the miami boat show with santa rosa beach i probably get a little bit of monaco and just throw more gold on top of it and 
and I agree with you. You never think that you're going to get that feeling like, okay, I want to live, you know, pretend like I'm a rich person for a day, but you get in it and it's just like, okay, there is something off and so wrong yeah. about the amount of wealth that is out there. And is not just the, the Elon Musk or the Jeff Bezos is some other random people that we never know about. And they have, they have enough money to have a toy not just here's my little power boat. I take the kids out on the weekend. Yeah, I spent $20,000 for it. But these people have super mm -hmm. yachts that are in the hundreds of millions of dollars that they only use like once or twice a year. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they have that second and third homes that are in the hundreds of millions that they only use once a year. And it's just like, wow, that is something, it's something crazy about that. that there's enough money that my little secondary home is a hundred million dollars. And yeah, we only go to it when we want to. <laughs> and and you're right. You're saying it's not about necessarily hating on, on, on yeah. that or, or hating people's success. But the thing that I felt, and this is the thing that surprised me really is that I suppose I had an, in my mind that if say, and I, you know, I've never been to Africa. I've never been to, um, places uh, of extreme poverty. I've never been to like the outskirts of Mumbai or the favelas in um, Sao Paulo, or any. You know, I've not, I've not been to those mm -hmm. places. I'm very privileged in 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 my life. Um, yeah. But I have this in my mind that or I had in my mind that if I went to places like that, I would be deeply affected by it, and that would, you know, make me think. But it it surprised me really that it was the place of extreme wealth that made me have the thoughts and feelings that that I did that this is simply yeah. unfair and that nobody needs that amount of money and that it's that it's unfair that it that it's allowed and I'm not saying that uh I mean I do actually believe that there should that there should be redistribution of of, of wealth but these people do not pay taxes like you or I mm -hmm. and that's that's what's unfair yeah. about it is that they, they, it's all, and, th and this was the thing about the migration thing, right? Is that it was like, in just the same way that Rishi Sunak and his cronies chant out, stop the boats to, you know, you know, let's put up this border, let's put up the barrier. Same way that Trump was on about build the wall and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's always about protect, you know, you protect yourself against those people. And of course, these rich people are doing exactly the same. Um, in Monaco and places like yeah. like that, and in Saudi Arabia yes. and the rest of it, you know, to stop us from from getting it. And um, yeah, I just be, yeah. I just was really kind of it made me really think and reassess um, how I thought about it. Really, I think I had not fully appreciated because I hadn't seen it how yeah. obscene it is. It it is obscene. I've never got into the. I guess my brain has not gotten to the unfair parts of it. It has gotten into the, uh, the obscene and disturbing parts. I mean, my brain goes to like obscene and disturbing. And, um, and I, I also just honestly think about the climate when I see that amount of wealth, I was like, and this is why we will never be able to fix climate change here. Oh, because yeah. Because, 
I mean, we as regular everyday people, yeah, we we could always do better. But when you have that much available to you, like the resources to build a yacht, the you know, I mean, because you, if you're gonna have a yacht, you're not having just like regular old plane in and out burger on there. So all the resources <laughs> that it takes to have all the things that go with having a yacht, better food, uh, better seafood, where that's fish from and what communities are affected by that. Um, it's just, it's just amazing in the amount of clothes. And for all of us, cause we're all doing our homework and watching the queen of Versailles, you'll probably get an idea of what I'm saying when you just see the amount of things. And that's what it is. It's just, it's like they're rich hoarders. And they yeah. hoard. I mean, it's all expensive stuff, but it's still like, huh, okay. This is why we will always be in the position that we are in because they aren't much different than us, you know, people. You know, we want all the things and we will buy all the things and load up our house with all the things. So um, they just have more money to have more things. So it's, um, it's, it's interesting when you are around wealth like that and to some degree you can't even call it rich there's rich people like we all know the rich people who live in the neighborhood near us and things like that but that is i don't even know if it's wealth there's another word for it it is crazy what it is mm. Mm. that's yeah. that's you know that is exactly right you're right there because just just up the road from me is kind of a rich neighborhood and you know they all have like big yeah. houses and that's what but this this is absolutely another level can i just just um before we sort of have to wrap up, just the thing about climate mm-hmm. change just made me um, have a have a memory mm-hmm. of whilst I was there, I actually I actually thought we're we're done. That there is no point trying to <laughs> um, save the planet Agreed. because it it felt impossible because of all of the stuff that they have. But another, you know, the French like a plastic bag. Now in here in the UK. Like poor plastic, no, 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 no. Yeah, um, definitely not. There's some token gestures from where where I was, but I just thought, you know what? It's impossible. It's impossible to fix this because yep, it society is is too greedy and humans are too greedy, yep. and it will just never yep. happen. I agree with you. So, live your life, people. <laughs> live your life. Live your you, life. You gotta, better live I, it I did up. actually have that thought as well. You might as well have fun because it, yes. it ain't going to last. <laughs> That's where I am. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. It's a great way to end the show. <laughs> it is. Have fun. Um, okay, so folks, remember you've got homework to watch The Queen of Versailles before yes. next week where we will discuss. Hey, maybe we should do that yes. every every episode is have like some homework. And then bring oh, it the we're going to be discussing this for a few weeks. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> that show is crazy. Okay. Yes. So Queen of Versailles, if you're in the UK, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. If you're in the US, yes. it's on it Hulu. Hulu. Did you say, and yeah, it's on Hulu and it is the 2012 film documentary, not the latest thing that came out in 2021. We'll talk about that after you watch this. Okay. All right. Um, yep. Well, it's love uh, chatting to you. I kind of feel like I got a bit angry in this episode, so I, I apologize. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. That. Sorry, We're not used sorry. To this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll uh, watch the program and talk about it next week. All right. See you next week.